Hello, everybody. This is Jimmy Hawk, Iowa Hawkeye Sports Fan Podcast. I was going to do this on Sunday after the wrestling duel with Illinois, but let's face it, the Hawkeyes are going to just wipe the mat with the Illini, and I had some time, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the game, and obviously was hoping this was going to be a really exciting time to talk Iowa Hawkeye basketball, but hey, I mean, first off, I want to say the Hawkeyes are going to be okay. Uh, it was a disappointing loss. For us fans, um, more so, obviously, for the players and coaches, but they have games to get ready for. They have to just flush it, move on, put their next game plan together, and get some W's. But, you know, for us fans, we're so pumped about this team um, with the high ranking, really wanted to beat Illinois after after those crazy games last year. But maybe they'll get a chance to meet again. I think it was Joe Wieskamp in the presser afterwards who said hopefully they'll meet again in the Big Ten Tournament. Um, you're wondering at this point if they're going to have a Big Ten tournament or not. Hopefully they will, um, but but some people think that may be canceled and just have an NCAA tournament. But <clears throat> I think fans of both teams would love to see that, and I'm still frustrated that they only play once this season and no game in Carver. It's a marquee game, and you know, I don't know how the Big Ten, when they were scheduling this season, didn't see, okay, you've got a highly ranked Illinois, highly ranked Iowa, border rivals, Let's play them home and away, not just play one game. I mean, it just it just makes no sense. Some of the stuff that the Big Ten has been doing lately really makes no sense. So I'll move on from that. And I want to say Sherman Dillard, the best-dressed coach in the league, maybe in all of college basketball, tweeted today, and I quote, It was a great game between two very good b-ball teams. We learn, we grow, we move on. There's more, more ball to be played. As we, at Iowa Hoops, have done in the past, we dust ourselves off and get back in that proverbial saddle. Hashtag embrace the challenge. Hashtag stay the course. And Sherm really sums it up well here. I mean, you win some, you lose some. And, you know, learn and move on. I mean, losing to a ranked team on their floor is not the end of the world. You try to grow from it. You you, you look at what you can improve on, what you did wrong. And, and there's more games to play. Let's go get some W's. So let's do a quick recap now and talk about some of the things that transpired on Friday night when the Hawkeyes traveled to Champaign to face the 19th-ranked Fighting Illini. Huge matchup here with the two best big men in the league, uh, Luca Garza, of course, and then Kofi Coburn. And Kofi, you know, averaging 17 and 10, shooting 70% from the field, looking much improved this season. Um, so that was that was. <laughs> It was appointment TV to watch these two guys battle down low. Uh, a huge sign early in this game was Connor McCaffrey hitting hitting a three early. Now it wasn't a great possession. It was a kind of a forced shot at the buzzer, shot clock buzzer. But you know Connor does so many things for the Hawkeyes, but he doesn't score much typically. And early on, Iowa had seven points and Connor had five. Already past his three points per game average. Not even three minutes into the game. And with C.J. Frederick out with an injury, getting scoring from Connor was a, a really good sign early. Now, Keegan Murray was was the starter in this game because C.J. Frederick was out with a lower leg injury. And I love to see how fearless he is on the court. He, he got an open three early, shot it, missed, but he didn't hesitate. And then he took a, just a beautiful pass from Luca Garza. Um, Luca passing into the post and and uh, just a great pass. Keegan got in the scoring column early, so that was great. 
but CJ Frederick being out is a huge disadvantage for Iowa. He's a 50% three-point shooter, a, a good perimeter defender. He's an experienced guy, averaging nine points per game. But the the key to this, too, is then you have Keegan Murray coming off the bench with that spark and the way he impacts the game. He can come off the bench, and you really don't lose anything. Well, the Hawkeyes just could not stop Io Desumu in this game. He just kept getting to the rack. He is so good at laying the ball high off the glass and just dropping into the into the middle of the cylinder. And early on in this game, the Hawks kept feeding it into Luke. It was just awesome, and he did what he always does. But then it was so frustrating on the other end. It was just layup after layup, and, and Iowa has to defend better than that. Well, the Hawkeyes took a six-point lead, and the reserves came in, and it was a disappointing stretch for these reserves. I don't, I don't know what was going on here, but they just were not playing good defense. So many open shots for the Illini, layups, uncontested 10-footers, you know, 10 to 12-footers, and I couldn't believe how open some of the Illinois players were. And then poor defensive rebounding, so easy second-chance points for Illinois, but you need the guys coming off the bench to be playing just just going at it and doing those little things of defense, rebounding, protecting the basketball. They're not little things, but they're they're the things that you don't necessarily see in the box score all the time. But hey, I mean they're gonna keep working at it. I mean, we have a heck of a basketball team. We are way more this is a deeper team than probably any team in the country. So I'm not getting down on these guys. And after getting twenty eight points, it, it you know, it was one of those stalled offensive performances, missed layups, and, and thankfully Wheezy hit the three to break a, a three-plus-minute scoring drought. And then near near the end of the half, Illinois, I mean, hits the three where it was almost a turnover. The shot clock's running down, and it's a prayer three-pointer, one-hander, and it swishes. I mean, you're probably going to make that one out of ten times one out of 20 times, I don't know. Uh, somehow, it was just swish. And, you know, I wondered how those three points in the game with two good teams like this, you know, how, the, how that would impact this game potentially. And it, it really did make a difference because it was a tight basketball game. And, and those three points just, I mean, sometimes the ball just bounces your way. But Tony Perkins... You know, it was a really good story off the bench in this one. He played seven minutes, and his energy was so awesome on the court, pushing the ball, playing inspired defense. I was really uh, surprised kind of to see him come in late in the game like that with Jordan Bohannon on the bench, but it was a good good matchup against Illinois, who's really quick and athletic, and gave Iowa a little bit different look with Perkins and Tucson. You know, could really match up a little bit better with some of those Illinois guards. And I'm excited for the future of the Hawkeyes with these freshmen what we've seen of them, when they get on the court, they're really good. So that is exciting for the future. Going to talk a little bit about the referees in this game, and I, I can sum them up with, with one word. <laughs> they were just lousy. That's, that's more than one word, but lousy, I guess, is one word. And I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I hate using refs as a reason for losing games. Um, you know, the Hawks could have overcome the poor officiating if they played a little bit better in certain areas. But they were just flat-out bad, and and the fouls on Luca Garza were questionable. It, you know, they're, they're, they're getting ticky-tack at times and ticky-tacky. And I, 
they need to call it more consistently. There were times where there's a lot of banging going down low and nothing gets called. And then it just seemed like the whistle blew at times. It just wasn't consistent enough to know what to do as a player. But probably the, I don't know, the Illinois non-traveling call where the player was tiptoeing through the lane, probably took four steps before he passed. And there's three referees there, and not one of them can see that that's a travel. That was just a travesty. I have no idea how that happened. And then the goaltend. I, I just don't think I've ever seen that, where Wieskamp gets his shot blocked, but it bounces right back to him. He puts it right back up and in. Whistle blows. They call a goaltend. Well, why do you need to call a goaltend? He made the, the basket. Anyway... They go look at it, and they say no goaltend, no basket, and then Iowa turns it over on the next possession. And, I mean, that was just devastating. Instead of a two-point game at that point, it's, it's a four-point game and just a head-scratching sequence. I, I just don't think I've seen that. Well, in the, you know, in the last few minutes, Keegan got the ball inside one time, got hit on the arm, no foul called. I couldn't believe it. Uh, before the four-minute timeout, Connor McCaffrey was knocked to the ground. Uh, no call from the referees. Enough about the officiating, but the Big Ten needs to talk to those guys and just figure out what they were doing out there. One factor in this game was Luca got his third foul early in the second half, and, you know, Fran sat him for seven minutes, and I just don't like that. I mean, I, I get take him out, sit him for two or three minutes, but not seven. You know, if he's in the game and plays five more minutes than he did, Iowa has a better shot at winning. And the rule of just taking guys out with a certain number of fouls and sitting them for a certain amount of time, I don't like it. Get as many points from Luka as you can. Get fouls on Kofi. Keep feeding it inside to the big guy. Get 30 points just by letting him play more minutes. He's a smart player. He's going to be in the game. And if he fouls out with three minutes left and say you're up by 10 because he's been scoring like he does, you know, it's no big deal. You have reserves that you can put in at that point. He only played 28 minutes, and I just didn't think 28 minutes was enough for Luka in this game. And, you know, he didn't foul out, so who knows how many more minutes he could have played. But that's kind of just how Fran does things. But I think in some of these really important games, you just have to just have to trust the guy and send him out there, especially a senior like Luca. Well, Bohannon also played 28 minutes, and he wasn't very effective most of this game. He, he had a couple of threes late. Uh, most of the game just seemed bottled up and couldn't get free to get open shots. Illinois really plays smothering defense on the perimeter. Um, and not have, has another way that, you know, I mean, if C.J. Frederick's in there, they've got another guy they've got to be all over. So... That really hurt there, too. But Joe Wieskamp was really impressive, hitting threes with quick elevation and quick release with a defender in the area most of the time. And he was 5 of 7 from threes in the game. Luca and Wheezy tied for the team lead, 19 points. Connor McCaffrey scored in double figures for the first time this year with 11. Kenyon Murray with a nice all-around game, getting his first start as a Hawkeye with 8 points, 8 rebounds. And again, I think Iowa missed having Keegan come off the bench. The other guys had some good minutes. Also some questionable things, and, and Keegan is just so valuable in that role off the bench as the sixth man. For Illinois, it was 25 points for DeSumo, 3 for 3 from deep, 24 points for Trent 
Frazier, I think he averages nine a game, and he had four threes. Illinois shot 50% compared to Iowa's 43%, and they had, they had so many layups, so, I mean, they had to shoot a high percentage. It was really, that was the biggest disappointment in this game for me. The man defense really struggled with, with guys driving to the basket continuously. Um, not continuously, but, but too frequently. And I don't know, when they got into the zone, I think things were a lot better. But there was a lot of uncontested shots, even some of the threes when they got into the zone. You know, too often we see a guy that's just got too far underneath the basket and then he's trying to fly out to the wing and flashing at the at the offensive player but just can't get there in time and swish so you know the Hawks have been struggling a little bit on offense especially with CJ Frederick out but hopefully they'll they'll kick that defense up into gear a little bit better and uh not amount not allow those open layups and transition baskets those are really the killers well, Illinois was a little more efficient from three, hit an eight of 19, to Iowa's 10 of 25, but both with 40 plus percent shooting percentage, so, so not too bad there. Iowa won the turnover battle eight to 14, kind of kept them in the game, but the glaring statistic in this one is Iowa was three of six from the line, missed the front end of two one and ones, and Illinois was 14 of 17 from the free throw line, over 80%, and wow, an 11 point advantage from the line and a five point win. Illinois didn't get called for a foul in the last 10 minutes of this game. <laughs> Again, the referees need to explain themselves for this. And that's not even possible. Iowa did need to get the ball into Luka Moore down the stretch. Um, but Iowa missed eight of its last 10 shots to end the game. So this was a, a great matchup of two really high-powered offensive basketball teams. Um, Luka Garza, man, I saw a stat here recently. I think since 1992, he's one of five guys that have averaged over 25 points, eight rebounds a game. And it's guys like Glenn Big Dog Robinson, uh, Kevin Durant. Um, just, he is something else. We we're so lucky to get to watch these guys play. Uh, really good team that Fran has assembled here. And anyone who's upset with Fran's comments after the game, just forget about it. He... He was frustrated by the horrendous officiating. He didn't say anything bad. He was biting his tongue knowing he can't criticize the officials without getting into trouble. He wasn't being disrespectful to the press, and even some of the press guys have tweeted out that they weren't offended at all. They, they totally understood where he was coming from. So I don't, know what, I don't know what happens in social media sometimes. But, hey, the Hawkeyes might drop out of the top ten, but there's quite a few teams that lost this weekend. So they may stay, you know, hovering around 10. Um, second loss in as many games. But there is a lot of excitement to come starting on Tuesday, hosting the Spartans in a stretch of five games in 12 days. So fasten your seatbelt because it's going to be a fun ride over the next two weeks. This is a great basketball team. They're going to get some big W's. Hopefully C.J. Frederick will get healthy again. Now, I couldn't sing in heaven there is no beer on Friday night, but... I'm hoping to sing it a lot over the next couple of weeks. Hawkeyes dropped to 12 and 4 with an 80 to 75 loss to the Fighting Illini. Until next time, go Hawks.